We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three-point game. No timeouts for the Knicks. Long pass coming up from Barrett. Into traffic. Randall had to go through his hands. And that's it. Brooklyn wins it to make it six straight wins against New York. Okay. Well, that was that was disappointing. Uh, my daughter is here coloring. She just asked, what's a live stream? So uh, let me answer that. It is the time when daddy commiserates about yet another, uh, I don't I wouldn't say heartbreaking, um, frustrating loss for the New York Knicks. <sighs> one day we're going to beat that team. I don't know when it's going to be, but one day we will beat that team somehow. Um, all right, so the Knicks lose a, a, a hard-fought game, uh, a well-played game. Um, you know, some players didn't shoot it well. They obviously made a couple of mistakes that you'd like to have back. Um, you know, the Fournier, I'm not, I'm not going to kill Fournier for, for what ended up being a turnover. Um, I didn't love the play call, to be honest, but, you know, what can you do? Uh, Fournier had a great game. Um, do you trust him to make the pass there? Made some great passes today. It was I, I would argue this was one of his better playmaking games he's had as a Nick. Um, just, you know, that's that's not really his forte there. But then again, that's, you know, part of why you go to him there because you figure the Nets aren't expecting Fournier to, to make the pass. Um, and uh, certainly not to Mitchell Robinson. Uh, but listen, you you, you, what can you do? You know, you don't have a lot of great options. I actually thought the Knicks in crunch time compared to, as they discussed on the broadcast, compared to how they've done in crunch time this year, I think the Knicks actually played pretty well in crunch time. Um, you know, the, the, uh, Randall turnover you'd like to have back. Um, RJ had a drive that was like, ah, I thought he had it, you know, there, uh, with a couple minutes left, I think it was, but, this was a well-played game. This was a well-played game. I thought the I thought the rotations were fine. We could get into some quibbles about that, as I'm sure we will. Um, I thought Julius Randle was the best player of the game. I thought he really played. I thought he was, you know, it was obviously his assignment for most of the game to try to take on uh, Kevin Durant, him and R.J. Barrett. Look, Kevin Durant's one of the 10 greatest players who ever lived. Um, he had one of those sorts of games today. You weren't going to stop him one-on-one, but I thought Randall at times at least made him work. Um, you know, Randall or uh, Kevin got his 53, but he took 37 shots to get it. You know, you look at a guy like Kyrie, he got 50 the other night on, I think it was 19 shots. So it took Kevin Durant almost double the amount of shots to get his 53 today. So like, look, they made him work. Um, and I thought on offense, I thought Randall played, I don't want to say brilliantly, um, I think he's had better games, but like that's a version of Julius Randle you'll take every time. And yes, I understand there's still, you know, those couple of plays on defense that you don't love. Um, there's still, you know, the couple of turnovers that you don't love, but I thought he played really, played really well. Evan Fournier, look, again, <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's the same thing, you know, as Randall. You, you want it to be better. You wish it was better, um, but you can't complain about it. 
you can't complain about 25 points on 13 shots. His shot making early kept them in the game when the Nets came out 11 nothing. He had some massive shots. He had a, the three in what was it from the corner? I think uh, there late in the fourth quarter that was just an absolutely massive shot. Uh, so really nice game by him. Uh, I'll uh, and I'll throw a bone. Actually, no. Before I get to RJ. I'm going to throw a bone to Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims was the Knicks' best center today. Um, Mitchell Robinson, I'm not going to say he played poorly, but wasn't Mitch's best game. Uh, there's a reason that Jericho Sims was out there in the fourth quarter. It's because he deserved to be out there. Um, this kid is growing before our eyes. You know, when, whenever we whenever we talk about the Knicks' kids and how we're excited about you know RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly and whoever else you want to you want to talk about, you got to throw in Sims there now. He's earned it. He deserves it. Um, played really well. You know, came up with a lot of a lot of uh, 50-50 balls. Could he be better? Yeah, of course he could be better. He's a rookie. He's a second-round pick for a reason. But he played a really good game. And I'm really uh, – I was really impressed with him. Plus 20 Sims in a game that – I just noticed that. Plus 20 in a game the Knicks lost by three. You know, says all you need to know right now. And, and I, I will I will get ahead of it. If someone hasn't already brought it up in the super chat, I'll bring it up now. I thought Tibbs' decision to go with uh, Taj for like a two-minute stretch uh, at the end of the uh, second quarter for well, it wasn't till the end of the second quarter because he 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 realized his mistake and he brought Sims in. I'm not going to say that cost him the game, but there were seven offensive rebounds in that two-minute stretch, uh, two 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 and a half-minute stretch including six on two possessions in under 90 seconds of game time that I don't think that happens with Sims and then uh, in there. And Sims was also a beast, you know, again, around the glass on the offensive end all night long. So not a great job there. Overall, I thought Tibbs coached a good game. I didn't have any other issues with anything. I mean, you know, quickly played 25 minutes. He, he was two of 10. Wasn't really his night. You know, people will probably get on Deuce McBride for only playing 11 minutes. Like, listen, I, I know he was a plus 13. I know he was a plus 13. That is one of those stats that I feel like is a little deceiving because just right now, for whatever reason, at the pro level, and I know he's been killing it in G League. Killing it in G League. This is a different animal. Um, and he just doesn't look – he just doesn't look comfortable as an offensive player, and it's really hard to run an offense when you're your nominal point guard or whatever you want to call him in those lineups, your nominal shooting guard, whatever he is. Just doesn't really feel comfortable doing anything with the ball. Doesn't feel comfortable shooting it. That that shot he put up from mid-range was like, oh, my goodness. Like, you could tell he didn't want to take it. Um, so I don't, I don't personally mind that McBride only got 11 minutes. You know, Toppin's first game back. Played eight minutes, hit a couple of big threes, obviously. Um, I'm sure people will quibble about that. But, again, it's like you had to have Randall out there. Um, I don't know how you don't have Randall out there. Um, I don't really have anything else. Oh, RJ. That's what I was saving. I was saving RJ for last. Yeah, RJ ended up – played 42 minutes, first and foremost. So, big minutes for him. They needed them. Uh, Seven of eight from the line, ironically enough. Ironically enough, he wished he could have gone six for eight. He went seven for eight. Um, tried to miss it there at the end. He, he didn't get the miss. Um, you know, look, the, the shot wasn't falling for RJ tonight. He had uh, the one big three on that ping, 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 boom possession. Uh, other than that, he was he was zero for four, eight for twenty one. You know, missed he, it, the, the the shots around the rim weren't really happening for him. That's okay. You're gonna get those games. It's fine. Uh, I thought he persevered. I thought he did some other things well. Um, you know. And he had some big moments late, a couple of nice moments late. Um, so that's really all I got. Could have won this game. I don't know if I want to say they should have won this game. It's tough to say you should win a game against Kevin Durant when he goes off for 51 or 53. Um, but, they're, I mean, I'll say this one last thing. Their defense after the first quarter in which, you know, just Durant was torching them, you know, their defense picked up too. Like they're playing well now, and that's why – it just it absolutely kills you and we'll 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 discuss you know the post the postmortem on this season when the time comes but it just kills you how this team completely fell off the cliff for for all that time and um 
you know, we don't have to talk about it right now, but it's, it's like, yeah, another moral victory, maybe. Okay. But great moral victory tonight, maybe a moral victory against, uh, against Memphis. You know, you want to say, talk about the Suns game. It's like at this point, it's 14 games left in the season. Uh, you're five games out of the 10th seed. And maybe that's for the best. Maybe that's for the best. Maybe all they needed was to rediscover their, how they, you know, play well together. And that's more important than actually making the play. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I do know this. I'm happy they're playing better. Uh, it just sucks, you know, to not get the win. So, um, yeah, I don't really have anything else other than that. Um, not time to hang your head, though. I'll say that. Uh, but, of course, I'm sure others may disagree. Uh, okay. Robert Cross starts us off uh, from the sunny confines of San Diego, California. First time, long time, John. Is it fair to, and reasonable to say that Leon Rose wins executive of the year for drafting future all-star Jericho Sims in the second round? Give him executive of the year this year, executive of the year next year, executive of the Just give him all the executives of the years. Sims is a steal. And um, I think um, I had, I don't think this, I forget. I, I, it's now it's gotten to the point in the season where I'm forgetting what was reported and I'm forgetting what I heard through the grapevine. Um, one or the other, apparently Brock Aller was really, and I think I've said this before, Brock Aller wanted to draft or had thoughts about drafting Sims with one of their two second round picks and ended up taking Deuce instead, perhaps deferential to, uh, Tibbs there. And uh, yeah, they got Sims late. I mean, it's a great pick. It's a great pick. And again, it's funny that you're, of course, making this comment, Robert, and I'm sure you're, you 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 are uh, making it a little tongue-in-cheek tongue because you're the guy who wants to pay Mitchell Robinson $20 million a year. I'm sure some fans will hear that and like, well, why not both? Uh, you know, I look, I don't know what's going to happen with the mid situation, but but seeing a guy like Sims play like this and play so well, and again, this dude's making, I mean, he's making nothing. He's making no money. I mean, you're going to, they'll, they'll lock him up. I'm sure. Um, I, I forget what his contract situation, but if they want him for cheap for the next several years, they could get him for cheap. Um, and I'm sure they will do that this summer. That'll be a priority. You know, it makes you, it makes you, again, it's, these are all considerations that go into, do we want to pay our starting center who is certainly better than Sims right now? It didn't, wasn't better today, but um you know, however much he's looking for. It's it's tough. These are tough decisions. There's no right, necessarily, like, definitively right answers. Um, SB Gorilla, what's going on, man? Back uh, for the first time, John. Can you say Jericho Sims? Yes, I can. I'm a huge fan of Mitch, but there is something really intriguing about Sims. Great effort. Yeah, and, and again, like, look, we know the reasons Mitch Robinson didn't go to college. College ain't for everybody. Uh, wasn't for Mitch Robinson. Jericho Sims went to Texas. It was a good program for four years. There's like, I don't know, six months age difference between them. Um, the dude, I think the guy, like if, if standing vertical, I don't know. I don't know what Sims standing vertical was uh, at the combine. I, I have to think it was better than anybody else in his class. And I, maybe it's better than anybody else in the NBA. When that dude goes up to get a ball, holy shit, watch out. Um, he throws it down. I mean, the lob from, I think it was RJ. Uh, to what was it to start the third fourth quarter? I mean, my lord, uh, he's just a, he's a really he has a lot of physical ability, and I think when you combine that with he does have some skill, uh, that's exciting, and he's part of their core. I'm happy you you uh, you shouted that out, Kevin Danishevsky. What's going on, Kev? Goddamn tough loss, but I'm so happy. I adore the Tibbs close with Sims. Me too. Um, kill the front office all you want, but we got that man with the second to last pick, third to last pick. I think he went 58. Um, yeah, again, all the praise in the world. Um, I also thought Tibbs closed with the right lineup. Um, you know, you wish there was one more, you wish there was one more guy tonight that made shots. They just needed one more guy and they got good. That's the tough part. It's like, you know, Burks went two for nine. Those were like, he got good shots quickly went two for 10. Those were good shots. How often, how often is Emmanuel quickly going to go 0 for five in a, a game from deep? He went 0 for five tonight from deep. Like he's been hitting those and it was just an off night from him. If he makes two of those, they win the game. You know, um, Barrett had a few of those around the rim that he could have hit. It's just, it's frustrating. You know, you just, mm, they were close. They were really close. She could have, could have won this one. Um, 
Drew P, what's going on, Drew? Playing Taj Burks and Fournier lost us the game. Okay. Um, I don't know about Fournier, and I also don't know about Burks. I mean, again, I just quoted Burks' stat line. Again, filled up the box score otherwise. Six rebounds, uh, seven assists. You know, and it's a lot of stuff that people want to ignore because they don't like him, which is fine. But, like, there was a play there in the fourth quarter where the ball um, caromed off a miss. Uh, it was a, a Nets miss. And, like, Burks darts in there. And he gets his hand on it, and he taps it out to a teammate. Now, that's not going to go down on the box score. Um, but Alec Burks getting in there and, like, having quick thinking, timing, the whole thing, like, that prevented an offensive rebound for the Nets. Nobody cares about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. But he makes – I don't know how many of those plays every game. Like, again, we have to learn how to separate out our frustrations with like where this team is at and the fact that they don't have a point guard. And yes, Tibbs decision to play him at point guard, which we've all been aggravated by. You have to learn how to separate that with like, this is still a good player and he's still a guy who helps you win games, even when he's not shooting well. That's the nice thing about Alec Burks. He's one of the few players on this team that can help them win games, even when he's not shooting well. And he wasn't the reason they lost tonight. Um, so I disagree with you on, on Fournier, and I disagree with you on Burks. The Taj thing, I've addressed already. Uh, outside shooting, Fournier stunk, um, minus 16. Like, again, I, I really sometimes don't care for the game-to-game plus-minus. Um, I didn't think he stunk. I thought he made some really nice passes. He found teammates. Again, there's not a ton of games out there you're going to find where Evan Fournier has five assists. He had five tonight. Um, thought he defended okay. Uh, and Burks let KD hit that dagger three. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Burks had a brain fart there. He has a brain fart every game at some point. Um, you take the good with the bad. That's what happens when you have a middling roster, an imperfect roster. Um, I, I just don't know where else you wanted Tibbs to go there. If if quick if quickly was hitting shots, I'd say fine. All right, but he wasn't. There's really, you know. There's nowhere else to go. I'm like, literally looking at the box score. I'm like, waiting to see a name. Like, where's the name that's going to pop up? I'm like, oh, yes, they should have gone to that person instead. It's hard. Uh, that's what happens when you have a middling team It's that's injured. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky with one more. Thanks again, Kev. I think all I want to see is the Knicks playing good, watchable basketball down the stretch. Since the All-Star game, that's been the case. Keep it going. 100%. That's what I said it before. Um, they, they're playing good ball. You know, positive net rating after the All-Star game. Um, their defense is a, a back to being a good defense. Um, again, I've quoted it recently. I'll quote it again. Uh, they've played now probably close to 75% of their minutes on the season, 72 73% of their minutes on the season without Walker on the floor. And they have a top five defense in those, in those minutes. Um, is what it is. But, yeah, they're playing better. Um, Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? Uh, despite the loss of Randall and Evan Fournier raised their value enough this half of the season. Uh, well, not if you listen to the last guy. Apparently, according to him, Fournier played terrible. Um, on national TV to be big pieces in a star trade this offseason, as my daughter's doing uh, leaps off of the off of her little chair. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, Fournier, everybody around the league knows what Fournier is. You know, he is, this is what he is. He's a volatile guy. He's hot and cold. Um, everybody realized the contract was probably three or four million dollars a year too much, maybe a year too much when they gave it to him. Doesn't change it now. The difference is there's one year less year on the contract. So now you're looking at it and you're like, all right, do I wish we had Evan Fournier for two years and twenty five million dollars? Yeah, sure. Um Will we take him at two years and $38 million? Like, yeah, we're not banging down your door for him, but we'll take him in a certain trade. Now, what is that trade? That's more complicated. As for Randall, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother can of worms. This organization needs to either decide that it wants to move in a different direction because that would be a complete seismic change if they traded Randall, especially now that he's playing better. Um, can they do it? Yeah. Do they want to do it? I, I don't know. I can't answer that question. I, I know what I'd like them to do. Um, and that's, you know, I feel a little bad saying that. I just, if you're asking me in my, in my personal opinion, 
long term, is it better for the organization if Randall were elsewhere and and they shifted course and got obviously another good player back in in return or a player in a draft pick or whatever? Like, yeah. Um, but that's just me. And reasonable minds could differ. Uh, Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? How are you? I agree with Kevin. Closing with Sims was an excellent move by Tibbs. RJN, Redacted, and Evan all had pretty great games. A loss by only three to a team with KD. I can't complain. They played hard. They did play hard. Um, we can complain a little bit. It's okay, Jessica. We can p- complain a little bit. Um, could always be better. You know, but again, what's frustrating is it's like, these aren't the game. Like, yes, we'll we'll look back on this if they like miss the play in by a game or two games or something. And I'm sure we'll this may we may remember this, but like this game is not why they're going to miss the play in. Like all of the hellaciously bad games where they just look like a basketball team that didn't know how to play basketball. You know that that's that's what kills you. Um, is what it is. Uh, Hannibal Miles, uh, I'm worried that if Rose comes back, Alec Burks will still have 30 plus minutes. No, nah, I, I don't think so. I mean, when Rose was in this was in the lineup, Burks is pretty steady, averaging 25 minutes a night. I think that's probably where he'll stay. That said, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about it. Um, I don't know why everybody hates Alec Burks. I mean, I know why everybody hates, hates Alec Burks so much, and I, I do admittedly have a soft spot him for him uh, almost as much as I have a soft spot for uh, for Tibbs, but. Um, I don't know. There was a report earlier today that like Rose is still like a ways like a week away or so from like, like physical activity or whatever they call it. Um, and then he needs to ramp back up. So like, you're looking at minimum two weeks until Rose is back. And like, now if they go out and they sweep the homestand, that's a different conversation, but you know, I'll, I'll believe Derek Rose suits up for this team when I see it. Haitian Ferg, lack of a point guard hurts us again in the fourth. You know, it's like it's Groundhog Day. What else can you say? It's Groundhog Day. No disagreement. Um, I love that Tibbs adjusted with the high double on KD. Yep. So again, we we we're not allowed to mention the good adjustments. We're only we're only we're only allowed to mention the bad stuff with Tibbs. Um, Derek Rose would have helped by making sure the fourth quarter possessions resulted in quality looks. Sims makes Robinson expendable. Ooh, that's that's coming in hot there. I don't know if he makes him expendable. Robinson's a good basketball player. You know, and again, even if someone comes in hot with a crazy big offer for Robinson that you're like, nope, we're out. We don't think he's worth that. We don't think he's worth anywhere close to that. It's still a bad job by the front office if they let him go for nothing. Um, And that's why this has become such a dicey situation. That is front office malpractice if you let Robinson go for nothing. And at the same time, I kind of agree with you. And I just I said at the top, having Sims here makes the whole conversation much dicier. But they've boxed themselves into a corner now where they may lose him for nothing if they don't re-sign him. And who knows what the number is going to wind up being. It's frustrating. Um, hey, um, And, yeah, as far as Derrick Rose, 100%. I mean, that goes without saying. that Derek Rose, I mean, th- th- look, their, their record in clutch games this season is 13-22 and 22 now. Um, would it be 22-13 and 13 if they had Derrick Rose? Probably not, but it would be – you know, probably 500. I don't know, something like that. Um, whatever it would be, it would be better with Derrick Rose. Um, yeah, we miss him. We miss him immensely. CT Pittman, what's going on? <laughs> I just saw your pinned tweet, uh, Andrew. Get those likes up for John using the word hellacious. I love the word hellacious. I use it a lot. And, and I use it in multiple – I'm drinking your water. What are you doing? Um, I use it both in, like, many senses for anybody who reads – my uh, my newsletter. Uh, CT Pittman, what's going on, CT? Always great to hear from you. We played a team expected to win it all down to the wire with this roster. Again, it needs to be said, no Quentin Grimes, no Cam Reddish, no Derrick Rose. You know, uh, I know I won't say no no Nolan's so well because we're all happy about that. But, like, you know, they relied on Nolan's last year. He was a big part of the team. Shh, got to be quiet. Um... Yeah, we did. Although that team didn't have Kyrie Irving, in fairness. Um, nice of Kyrie to show up at the end of the second quarter, by the way. What a guy. Um, we are a few pieces and a point guard away from being a good team. Hashtag glass half full. Yeah, it's just a matter of where they're going to get that point guard. Sass, you got to be quiet. Come on. Love you. Um, always great to hear from you, CT. Bernard Richardson. What's going on, Bernard? 
absolutely egregious for RJ to only touch the ball once in the final five possessions there. Randall not wanting to give up the ball or Tibbs um, out of timeout, infuriating. Okay, I mean, that's a take. Um, I think the alternative take is that RJ really didn't have a great game offensively. Um, I love how he battled. I love how he persevered. I love his attitude. But this notion that, like, RJ had it going, I mean, look, they're going they're going under every screen. They're going over under every screen on RJ Barrett. And he is not currently comfortable pulling up to make them pay for going under that screen. So when you have a perimeter, you know, guy who's, he's still shooting what he is at the rim. Like it's not great. It just, you know, and he's not really comfortable, like making all kinds of passes yet out of those drives. Um, I'm not going to kill them for going elsewhere with their offense. There weren't any terrible Randall ISOs there late in the game. I know he did have the one turnover. Um, if you hate it, you hate it. It's fine. I, I'm, I'm, you know, again, this is one of those things where I think reasonable minds can disagree. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blood of the Panther, no Obi love. Eight points in eight minutes, sixty percent field goal percentage. Sixty. I love. I love. He's quoting sixty-six percent for three. Yes, he made two of three threes. Man, he played a nice game in his first game back. Um, I don't know what you want me to say. It was nice that he hit some threes. Uh, I like the baseline move. The baseline move was very nice. Um, yeah, it's a good game. I'm excited that he's back um, for sure. Uh, Zach Rudebear, what's going on, Zach? Now that I know who you are. He shot well, but when it comes to defensive rebounding, Fournier reminds me of my 41-year-old as playing pickup games with 20-year-olds at the gym. You know, it's fair. He doesn't do the other stuff well, but that's who he is, you know. He's always an offensive first player. And if he's – the off when, when the offense is going like this, it makes it worth it. When the offense is not going like this, he is not – he is the opposite of R.J. Barrett – or not opposite of R.J. Barrett – um, he's the opposite of Alec Burks. Alec Burks is a guy who helps you in a lot of ways when he's not shooting it well. Fournier is the opposite, which is why I'll always defend Burks. I have trouble, more trouble defending Fournier. Um, Robert Cross, what's going on again, Robert? First time, long time, John. Randall's close to back in my good graces. That's good for you. I'm not quite there yet. Uh, never seen a player like him up and down. Do you want him back next year? Again, it, it's tough to answer in a, va- in a vacuum. Um, I, I need to see the trade. 
Uh, if you're telling me it's an objectively like even value trade, then like, no, I'd rather send them out. Um, and I might be wrong about that. I believe uh, Anthony six though. I believe in RJ, but there were late minutes where the floor was his and he failed to finish repeatedly. It's funny. This is the same. We watch the same game and we have one comment here. There were late minutes there where the floor was his and he failed to finish repeatedly. And someone else said it, it's a uh, malpractice. They didn't touch the ball more. Where's the truth? Probably somewhere in between. Uh, anyway, felt like a critical stretch for us. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't finish well today. Um, and, and he does get some tunnel vision sometimes. Like I, I went and rewatched the end of the – I went and rewatched the end of the Memphis game. That will be done in a minute, okay? I went and rewatched the end of the Memphis game, and like like there, there, are, there are possessions where he just – he gets it in his mind to drive it, and uh, now that being said, there, at the uh, 32, 33 seconds, whatever it was left in the Memphis game, drove had a great kick out to Burks in the corner. Burks missed the shot; would have cut it to three. That was frustrating. That's a sign of growth, but that's what you're looking for with RJ. It's why I'm never going to get on here and kill RJ Barrett for having a rough stretch because he's 21. He's 21. He's learning. He's growing. Like he's improving. Like it's all fine, and that's why. I'm not even going to blame people for being like, give the ball to RJ Barrett at the end of the game. If you're a Knicks fan, that's it's like there's really no downside to that because if he makes the right play and he makes the right shot and they win it, great. If he doesn't, well, he's learning and growing. So like, I, I, I'm, that's why I, I can never get too mad at anybody who's like, just give the ball to Barrett and 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 come what may. Um, but you know, he wasn't great today. He lived with it. Uh, forgotten NYC. Simply no defending the Burks minutes anymore. Bad. I, again, agree to disagree. I, 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 the guy's not a bad player. He's just not. I'm sorry. He's just not a bad player. Didn't shoot it well. Hasn't shot it well this season for a while, although he's still good from three. Uh, shot it well the other night, actually, in Memphis. But, yeah. Um, but people are tired of him, and, um, you know, I don't know. The way the year has gone, I don't blame anybody. Um, okay. Let's uh, scroll back up here. Uh, I hope I didn't lose anything. Um, Okay. Caught up. Um, Hush Zoo. Just shows why we should stay young. Knicks can't keep up with this win-now timeline against the KDs, Kyries, Harden, Embiid, Giannis, and Co. Randall's all right, but at the very least, his trade value goes up. Um, Look, if they decide as an organization that they want to take a step back, and they want to trade Julius Randle for a for bad money and a future first that might be unprotected or two future firsts, like one protected or a swap and a first or whatever. I will be standing up and cheering. You know, same thing if they if they find a home for Fournier, if they find a home for Burks. If that's the direction they want to go, I will be the happiest man alive. Um I just, I, I have to, I, I have to try to live in the moment and like analyze the games on their face. But yeah, if you want to go in that direction, I'll be the first person to say yes by all means, please. Um, Hush Zoo, RJ number one priority this offseason should be developing a legit mid range shot. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. It, you know, it the off the dribble three, or not even off the dribble three, just the just the pull up. Just got pulled. They're, they're going under, like they're going under every time. They're going under every time. Just you have to be able to make that pull up. Um, but yes, the mid ranger is is as important. Um, I wish the ball was in his hands the last twenty seconds. Max RJ build around RJ. I'm, I'm fine with maxing RJ. You still need someone on the team better than RJ if you're ever going to win anything real. Um, that's fine. One step at a time. Uh, Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? First time, long time, John. Money Mitch will accept four years at $15 million per? If not, he walks. Give me your call. And that is the impossible situation the Knicks front office has placed themselves in, where you're going to have a guy you could probably get $15 million a year from some other team out there, and if you don't pay it to him, he walks for nothing. And then you lose this asset for nothing. Um, it's not a good place to be. If you're telling me those are the two options, either pay him $15 million a year or let him walk. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, God. I 
not usually at a loss for words. Oh God. Can I get some, like, can I get like a non-guaranteed fourth year or something? Uh, can I get some incentives built? Even likely incentives. I'm fine with likely incentives in the 15 million a year. Um, God, flip a coin. I probably sign it. I, pr- I probably sign it. I, I hate it though. I hate it the second I sign it. Haitian Ferg, if Mitch asks for too much money, we can't just give it to him. We can't just go. Oh, here we go. Perfect. Can't just give him the bag. Sims is a solid, solid consolation prize for a team that already invested bad money in Noel. I agree with that, but the, the reason I, I'm so torn on this is because if it's a number where you feel like we could trade him, I'm fine giving Mitch a contract with the intention of like, look, we're probably going to trade you within six months. Great. Wonderful. Awesome. Um, I just don't know at $15 million a year, how tradable he is because like, I just, I don't know how much faith I have in, in, in him long-term. Uh, I just, I don't know how else to say it. Dom Cappuccini. What's going on, Dom? I figured you would have, uh, uh, <laughs> lit that shirt on fire by now. No, I wore it today intentionally. Cause I was like, you know what? Maybe we'll get some good national TV Randall if I wear this. And he, he was good. Um, continuing on our talk yesterday, it seemed like Julius will be easier to move this summer since the break. Also could see where the front office could consider giving him a second shot at this rate. Nothing would surprise me. Nothing would surprise me. Um, Thank you very much. Very generous, Dom. I appreciate it. Um, Again, I just, I I don't know that I love the partnership long-term, but we are back at the point where it's like, well, we were teetering for a while where it was just like, get this guy off this team we're kind of back now at the point where it's like, it has to be a good trade. Um, and it has to be a trade you really like. Hush Zoo, what do you think we get for Fournier? Um, you can get salary relief. You're not getting anything good. You're not getting anything good. The, the, the trade that I have in my mind that, again, is a trade that on paper makes sense that Knicks fans will, will hate, will hate, is Fournier, and it would be like the ninth or 10th or 11th pick in the draft for – um, and and the and the, so Fournier and the pick for Brogdon, and maybe you're getting a second back in that deal, you know, um, like that's what Fournier's value is. Like he could get you a player, a pretty good player, but you're you're giving up something else, or you're 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 trading him for like a a, a not a, a not good player who is making less money and probably is an expiring contract. So like, do you want to, like, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head how many players out there are like expiring, you know, $14 million contracts, but like, can you probably unload him to a team that is looking to win now for an expiring $14 million contract? Yeah. Can you maybe get a second round pick in that deal? Eh, Maybe possibly if it's a non, if it's a non-free agent destination, do they want to do that? I, I don't know. Uh, Bernard Richardson back with one more shout out KFS and, and us, the schoolies. Yes. Shout out to all of us. No, I'd rather be spending my Sunday afternoon in March. Let's go next from Phoenix. Yeah, man, we could disagree, but we're all Knicks fans. Um, and this is the best fan base in sports. I've said it before and I will say it again. Right. Mm. Yes. Mm. You're the best kid ever. Mm. Who else would sit here and let daddy do this? Mm. Yeah. Do you want to say anything? No, okay, I guess not. Uh, Basilis Papas, Macri, Andrew, and Jeremy, anytime this summer, come visit my beautiful island of Crete. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Free hospitality and food. I love you guys. Go Knicks. Go Olympiacos. Man, um, I don't know what flights for Greece are right now. Um, I would love to go to Greece. Um, I've never been. Sounds great. I like Greek food. Um if you if you have an extra like if you have a spare guest room we don't we don't require a lot. Do you want to go to Greece? Yeah. Do you know what Greece is? No. Okay. Good answer. Um, Dom Cappuccini back with one more. If RJ can really perfect his pull up three point game, could you see him attempting one instead of penetrating before fouled with three or four seconds left? Absolutely. If he, if that's like if here's let's full stop. If RJ develops a pull up. And it's a reliable pull-up that he could hit 35, 36% of the time comfortably. He is a top 25 player in basketball. Full stop, end of story, done. No more conversation. 
Maybe, and that's maybe underselling it. Maybe he's a top 20 player in basketball. I don't know. But if he could hit it, if he could hit the pull up, you know, just like, again, I'm not even talking about like crazy off the dribble Steph Dame stuff. I'm just talking about if they go under on you, can you fire away comfortably and hit it 36, 37% of the time? You're, 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 then, then we could have the first option on a decent team conversation about RJ Barrett until you get hit that shot. I'm not there, but yeah, absolutely. That's a, because, because, because of how often he gets fouled, if he can hit that shot and and defense have to think twice about going under, it's just game over. It's it's game over. You can't stop him. Um, Jeremy E, what's going on, Jeremy? The number of non non calls RJ gets on a regular basis is kind of astounding. He'll get them eventually. That's why I don't worry about his efficiency numbers. Um, you, look, we we me and um me and uh, Benji talked about this on the the recent uh, Knicks Film School pod we did. I think RJ, when he forces the ref's hand, you know it. And look, we're talking about a guy who went to the free throw line eight times today. Could it have been a few more? Sure. I think he still has another level to reach in terms of making the ref blow the whistle. He's not there yet. I think he, he's going to get. He's going to get there. We know he's going to get there. And that's why, again, when he gets there and the pull up comes, again, game over. Um. Cuse girl. What's going on? Cuse girl BK. I guess you're a girl who went to Syracuse and lives in Brooklyn. Is it realistic to address the point guard position while also requiring a player who's better than Randall this offseason? Um, so you're talking about doing those two things simultaneously? Uh, I don't know who they're requiring this offseason. Like, is Donovan Mitchell demanding a trade? to the Knicks and do the Knicks also get a top four pick in this draft? Um, I, yeah, I, I, that's going to be tough. Um, that's going to be a, a tough double, double act to pull off. Um, they could probably address the point guard. position. I'm, I'm thinking of ways. I, the first thought that popped into my head was like, can they get Randall out of here and address the point guard position? Like, I, I don't think like Indiana wants Julius Randall, like maybe Dallas does. Like there's a like I, I wrote about it a few weeks ago. There's a way to do a Randall sign and trade, or sorry, a, a Brunson sign and trade where Randall goes back. It's not easy, but you could do it. Do you want to do that? You know, I don't know. Um, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. What are you wagging your finger? Dan, Danny Gardner. Most top three guys get tons of touches their first two years because their teams suck and it lets them iron out a lot of the kinks. RJ may not quite have been quite ready then. We are seeing him get those out now. Danny, as always, with a very smart comment, um, he wasn't ready then. He is he is ironing out now, which is why, again, you'll see you'll you'll hear me say a lot of stuff on these things that people disagree with and that people get mad at. The days of me being critical of RJ Barrett are done. He's shown me enough. He's going to get there. He'll be fine. It's just takes time. Uh, ja, so focused. What's going on, Ja? Hey, John. First time, long time. How frustrating is it to start this game with multiple step back jumpers without passing? Eventually fixed, but needs to be for 48 minutes. Mostly good coaching by Tibbs. Yeah, the way they started the game was incredibly frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't love how they started the first quarter. I didn't love how they how they started. The, well, they started the third okay, and then they went through a stretch of like three, four minutes in the in the um, in the third quarter where it looked like they forgot how to play basketball. Like, you want to talk about things that cost them the game. That stretch where they couldn't get the offensive rebounds at the end of the second quarter probably cost them the game. The stretch at the end of the – or the middle towards the beginning of the third where they forgot how to play basketball for three minutes probably cost them the game. The stretch 11 nothing out of the gate probably cost them the game. All these things cost them the game, and they lost by three. Which is why, yes, this is a very frustrating loss. What's up? We're almost done. I'm almost done, I promise. What's up? Is that what you wanted to do? Mm. That's all you wanted to do? That's great. You're definitely my kid. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky back for one more. Your daily man, Quentin Grimes, would have helped take. Yes. Yes. Good good player. He'll help anytime. Completely agree with Haitian about the adjustment. And I actually liked the, liked the timeout, though it didn't work. Yeah, no, it was a good timeout. Um, Dom the Dentist. What's going on, Dom? Uh, hold on. I have to scroll back up for you. Um, would you rather these crushing losses 
at the end of regulation or get blown out and call it a day. I'll take the crushing loss. I'll take the crushing loss because at least it lets me feel good about my team. You know, I not not the go ahead by 28 and then lose crushingly. No, no, no. Play well against a good team and then lose close at the end. I'd rather that than get blown out any day. Good question. Joseph John, what's going on, Joseph? Played well, but damn, do I wish um, ran a system that wasn't read and react. We'd flourish in something else. We're the easiest offense to game plan against. No, I mean, I don't think they're the easiest offense to game plan against. They are one of the easiest offenses to game plan against. They don't have, they don't have a great, they don't have great passers. Like, I, you need like a, 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 an offense that I, I don't look, I, I've never coached the game, obviously. I've played the game since I was a kid. But like in order to have a really sophisticated offense, you have to have smart players, first of all. And let like RJ Smart. Um they have a couple other quickly seems like a smart player. Um Randall, you know, um I love Burks, but I, I don't know how's his how's his hoops IQ. Um I just don't know if they've designed their roster that way. Um, it's easy, like it's easy to say, you know, run all of Golden State shit, but like, there's the there's the personnel issue. Do you have the personnel to make that system succeed? And again, I don't know. I'm just offering a counterpoint. You may be right. Um, and then there's the other part of it that's like the dicey part, where, which is like, you know, players like to play this way. I think, which is why, like, again, the Knicks don't have Kevin Durant, but, like, there's a reason Kevin Durant played in Golden State system. It's like, fuck this. I'm going to play a team for a team that lets me do what I want to do. Like, guys like to play like this. Like, I think you'll attract more players this way. Is that a prerogative? Is that something that needs to be a consideration when they have the roster they do right now? I, you know, I don't know. Like, these are all tough, tough, tough issues and, and things to sort out. I just – I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, I, I, as always, I like to bring just a little bit of diversity to the conversation. Um, not an unfair point, though. Anthony Sixto, uh, some points for Tibbs today. Looked like we were running some sets out, uh, more sets out of horns while rotating different guys into the action to keep it unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, he could, he could call plays. He could call sets. Um, how you execute those sets is really what it comes down to. Um, and they haven't executed a lot of those sets this year. So yeah, Brownie points today, um, but still not great. Larger sample size. Uh, Danny Gardner back with one more, unless I'm mistaken and you can't sub between free throws. Why is Fournier in the game at the end when they're trying to stop an inbounds? Um, great question. I don't know the rule. Um, potentially worried about the guy that gets the ball, like getting fouled. Like, I don't know. Um, but no, that wouldn't make sense because they wouldn't foul them. They would, they would, no, I don't know. You have a good point. If it's, if uh, that's a good question, I don't know. Uh, adult donkeys at time for turtles. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Knicks have been victim of analytics. Defensive team that plays inside out and drives have, has been better than Kemba Fournier dependent on three point shooting. It's a good comment. And, they definitely went analytics heavy with their offseason acquisitions, and it did not work. And it clearly didn't work. Uh, even Fournier, like when he has good games, like you get games like this where like he has an objectively good game, and like you still get people mad because he just doesn't fit with the ethos of ethos of this team. Kemba Walker never fit with the ethos of this team. And when you and what made it worse was he's so loved and and respected in that locker room. That when it starts to not work out and you're like, okay, we got to go in a different direction. Guess what? It pisses people off, including the guy you brought in in free agency with Kemba Walker. It was a shit show from the start. It was a, it was a shit show from the start, and it was a sign that this front office did not like they 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 were you know um, what's the phrase? Oh my god, Canaan phrase. Um, too cute by half, I think. Um, yeah. Kevin Denishevsky with one more. Kevin, you're you're the man. I, I really appreciate you always chiming in on these. Seriously, dude. Um, John, I wouldn't mind that trade. 
at this, I forget what trade I'm talking about uh, or what you're talking about, but I'm glad you wouldn't mind whatever trade I proposed. At this point, what I do for a point guard. However, if there's a way to get Fournier coming off the bench, let's do it. That's what he should be. But it's just, again, roster building. It's tough to have an $18 million a year player coming off the bench. It's just, it's hard. You can do it. Um, but usually situations where that kind of thing is done is like, you know, a, a play a team gets a really great draft pick and like relegates someone that had previously been signed to the bench. Like, are they going to co- have someone come in here by hook or by crook that's going to clearly relegate Fournier to a bench role that he deserves? I don't know. Uh, Dom Cappuccini, we seem to bash on Noel due to overall ineffectiveness. Is it fair considering it's obvious he hasn't been healthy all year? If we lose Mitch, a healthy Noel could be all we need next season. Again, I think these are two separate conversations. Losing Mitch for nothing would be front office malpractice, number one. Two, in theory, if Noel was healthy, could you survive with the center rotation of Noel and Jericho Sims? Absolutely. Should we have any faith that Nolan's Noel is going to get healthy anytime soon? I can't answer that question. Not based on what we've seen this year. And, like, I also think Nerlens Noel is a perfect backup. He should not be starting. He's an incredibly limited offensive player. Um, I don't know. I'd much rather they move on from Noel if they could find a taker. I don't know that they could find a taker, though. Uh, Junk Heart Athens. Hey, guys, Jim from Greece. Another one from Greece. Seth, there's a lot of people here from Greece. Did you have another iPod? Father of the year right here. Um, lots of Greeks here, LOL. Uh, one point guard and a stretch five away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Who is that point guard? Is that point guard uh, uh, John Morant? Is it Steph Curry? Is it uh, – what is Greece? Greece is a country uh, on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. It's uh, – they're known for their – for really old buildings and euros. What's euros? A euro is uh, like lamb or like, I guess, chicken or beef, right? Um, with like sazaki sauce in like a pita. It's really good. I wish I had a euro right now. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it depends on who the point guard is. Like, again, talk about like middle of the road point guard. Like, if they got Brogdon this offseason, who I think is acquirable, and they also swung away. I, well, I don't know how much. How, what are you trading to Atlanta to uh, Indiana to get them to give you Brogdon and Turner? Um, probably not going to happen. You know, like is it a stretch five like Mo Bamba? Like I, I don't know. It's like I'm not quite there. But would this team benefit a lot from those two things? Yes. Um, this front office can get us there. I love the faith in the front office. Sign Mitch um, four for fifty four. Let's go next. I do four for fifty four. I would swallow and do fifty four four fifty four. I wouldn't love it, but you know, you could do that. Um, all right, I think we only got one more, and then we're out of here. Um, Dom the dentist. Did we talk about Sims being a plus twenty? Yes, I mentioned it. Great job by him. Uh, great game from Sims. Um, man, wish we would have won this game. I really do. I would have loved to see them win this game and just be four back of uh, of tenth. They're five back. Atlanta's playing Indiana today. I I don't know. Is Charlotte playing today? They probably are. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's probably it's uh it's probably too little too late, but um it's nice to see them playing well. It's nice to see them turning a corner. And uh I will leave it at that. And uh new pie dropping soon. Until then, everybody have a good start to your week. Peace out.